number 79 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of October 12th, 2021. Coming up on today's episode, a new VIP tour has been announced for the 50th. More live entertainment is returning. Socially distant indoor character meet and greets are coming. And in our main times fast. I know, no kidding. And in our I can barely say it once slowly. And in our main segment, details have been released about Genie Plus. This is the Circa 71 podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news. And I must say some happy news stories this week, I would say. And I could give you credit for that, but you didn't make the news happen. So even though you have that little grin on your face right now, wanting credit, you get none. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, I'll start off with the first news story then. Character meet and greets have been added to Disney After Hours Boo Bash at um, the Magic Kingdom. This is the um, previously ticketed or or hard ticketed event um, where you need a separate ticket in order to enter um, the Magic Kingdom. Jamie, um, do you need a ticket for that? I'm kind of confused based on your use of the word ticket three times. I know. I was, <laughs> I was trying to read through the article and, and make sense of what I was actually saying. Um, but did you know character meet and greets have been added to the ticketed event? And Did you know Hey Hey is by the microwave <laughs> of the Polynesian? I was just going to say that. He is. <laughs> That's where you can find him. Um, there have been... Uh, uh, the Evil Queen, Cruella DeVille, and Captain Hook, um, we know from, um, uh, this was posted on October 9th, so from the um, October 8th um, Boo Bash event. I don't know any other characters that are doing uh, meet and greets, and we know it's not the you know touchy-feely kind, but at least characters are out there. We saw Aurora and we saw Snow White on Sunday at Epcot. It was really, really a pleasant surprise. Anthony was pointing and I was like, what are you pointing at? I thought I was looking at the awful um, barges. And I was like, yeah, yeah, for the nighttime show. Da-da. He goes, no, mama, look, a princess. And I was like, oh, Sleeping Beauty. You're right, bud. Uh, so that was cool to see her. And then Snow White was where she usually would meet over by the wishing well in Germany. But they had kind of plants around her for a physical barrier. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because they've done... Um... We saw Anna and Elsa uh, in August in Norway. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, added to um, Boobash because they were previously none. So um, I think the villains property, you know, all of the villains, people just love interacting with. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. I like it. Beautiful. All right. Next up is another kind of interesting story. There's going to be a new 50th anniversary VIP tour available starting october 26 this private tour is available for only up to six people and cost uh, you know just a couple bucks about sixty five hundred dollars for those six people <laughs> disney's vip tour guides will escort you and your party around the magic kingdom epcot and disney's fort wilderness resort and campground as part of the tour So the idea is that you would get to experience through that Walt Disney World Resort 50th Anniversary Celebration Tour a few of your favorites in um, their words in a new light as we reveal some of our best behind-the-scenes secrets. Travel back in time and discover how Walt's passions inspired the offerings available throughout Disney Parks today and get a sneak peek of some exciting 
things to come. So you would go first to Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, which opened in 1971 and was among the first places um, to uh, available for guests to stay at Walt Disney World Resort. Discover the Tri-Circle D Ranch, which that was recently completely rebuilt and then take the stunning waterways offering a view of our magnificent disney resorts collection on a private charter bound for magic kingdom from magic kingdom you then go um to let's see be our guest for lunch whoop-de-doo <laughs> uh and then head back towards epcot on uh the monorail and then you get to um do remy's ratatouille adventure um, and then at the end of the day, you have a quote finale moment befitting a magical day with your VIP tour guide. So usually VIP tours start at about $750 an hour, minimum seven hours, um, but they would do up to 10 people. So this new cap of six people, likely due to the charter boat, would be my assumption and the size tables that be our guest, um, adds, adds a little bit of a an extra charge there yeah i mean jamie's family's clearly signing up for it <laughs> yeah oh man i, I don't I, I mean fort wilderness is cool I, I i i wouldn't really care about seeing the horses or tricircle d ranch um i don't know i i would rather have i think a tour of the polynesian um quite frankly but yeah, I don't know. I think this is crazy high priced. Um, I think yeah. my biggest thing is with a VIP tour, typically you design the tour. You get to tell yeah. Disney at time of booking. I've booked um, now for two guests. They can choose. Do you want to be picked up at your resort or do you want to meet the VIP tour guide at the first um, park you're going to? If you want to be picked up, you get picked up You know, in door-to-door service. But the second the guide picks you up, your time's starting for those, you know, those hours. Um, same thing for like fireworks. Okay, you want to include the fireworks? Do the tour later in the day. Uh, but, you know, if you want the, the guide to give you VIP viewing for the fireworks, got to be part of your time too um so i just think it's very very interesting that they're calling this a vip tour when it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of um decision making going on by the guests it seems like it's very um i don't think scripted is the right word but very scheduled pre-scheduled yeah no i agree and i was, I was looking through this article on wwnt and, and don't actually know like a start or end time um i mean clearly it's probably ending at the end of the night based on on the language but don't know what time you're you're moseying over to Fort Wilderness. It's interesting for sure. Well, if lunch is at Be Our Guests and Magic's the first of the two parks, so you go Fort Wilderness to Magic to Epcot. Yeah, so it's it's got to be an early morning start. It's maybe ten at the latest. I, I don't know. We'll have to see if we can find that out. Um, Tours can be will be all, not be offered from November 25th through November 27th and December 25th through January um, 1st. That's because all of their VIP guides are already working and yeah. the charge is even higher for uh, the hourly rates there. <laughs> they're already booked out. It's funny when you said the um, at the end of the trip, your VIP tour guide will give you a finale moment. Uh, I, I was all I had was an image in my head of uh, him sticking out his hand for a tip we did um, i don't even think you know this we did a, a tour today at SeaWorld. it was called the family adventure tour it was something we picked up SeaWorld doesn't do black friday deals they do blue friday deals 
So last year on Blue Friday, I picked up this tour for, I think it was like half price. So it was, it was a pretty good deal. And we figured with Anthony's birthday, having been on Wednesday, this would be like a fun like end to like his birthday weekend celebrations. So it was a 10 o'clock tour. I went till about 12, 15, 1230. And it's amazing how when you're being escorted around and doing different things, we got to do um, an experience with moms and baby dolphins at the nursery. We got to do um, like pet some sh- some baby sand char- sandbar sharks, do some behind the scenes there. And then we got to go pet a, a little penguin and do all that stuff. And then we ended the tour with meeting uh, Abby Cadabby and the Count at Sesame Street Land. But it's so amazing. I literally said to Andrew, I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's 11.20 already. Like, where has the time gone? It's crazy when you're being whisked around and your time is scheduled, how quickly when it's interesting time goes. So I imagine that a tour like that, six, seven, eight hours long, like probably goes by in a flash. Yeah, no, I would agree. So with us already and are interested in this tour, feel free to reach out to Donna or myself. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely be interested in that. Uh, on another small little kind of cool thing, um, new mobile hub and special tap style entrance experience coming this month, October for Walt Disney World APs or annual pass holders. Um, anybody who's a Disney Vacation Club direct member um through dvc has this experience i guess if you will when you tap mickey to mickey upon entering a park um where it lights up uh the mickey head actually lights up purple and says now that experience is coming for annual pass holders um as well so in addition to having their own dedicated lane they will now have um a unique color and sound sequence when using their magic bands or any type of magic mobile device um, to enter a Walt Disney World Resort theme park. I mean, again, this falls under things that get you super, super jazz, and I'm like, eh, let me into the park. There, I don't know. The, the, the purple, I think, is really cool. I don't know. You why. would. I do. I totally enjoy that. And I, the first time that Val noticed it, she's like, she said to me, why is it purple? And huh. I said, that was, it's for uh, DVC members, but no, I thought that was um, pretty cool. Um, and when you open the, my Disney experience app, you'll see also the new annual pass holder badge, um, the new logo for um, annual pass holders on um, your home screen. Not really a big deal. Um, but the pass holder buzz is coming in late October. This is a new mobile hub just for APs located right in the My Disney Experience app. Uh, you'll be able to dive deeper um, into the living seas. No, into <laughs> Walt Disney World attractions. <laughs> Thank you. Into uh, attractions, Epcot festivals, and other experiences through interviews, behind the scenes trivia, recipes, um, and various event information. Um, so. We'll see. Coming in late October. I don't know how useful that or interesting it'll be, but we shall see. I mean, it's not like, and I'm, I am directly comparing Disney to SeaWorld, but you know that it's more ingest than any ingest than anything else right now. But in the SeaWorld hub for annual pass holders, it's like, don't forget your $10 SeaWorld bucks expire today. Like we printed that out and used the, the $10 SeaWorld bucks. Don't forget that you have this many free guest passes. Like what's Disney going to do? Like here's trivia for you. Kiss my butt. Like, come on. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah. I mean, there's only. <laughs> 
cynical Andrew just mumbled, don't forget we're taking money out of your bank account tomorrow. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's only so many Zach Ridley uh, floors of Epcot posts that you can read about. So. No kidding. Nevertheless. Next. Up. All right. Well, the next story that you put up for me, James, mentions the following two stories. So I will just uh, keep this brief and not go too far into detail. Oh, oh, yeah. Just do. Um, oh, yeah. I guess do something that's not mentioned because we did mention Yeehaw Bob, but you can. I, I did this more for the other uh, live entertainment. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and skip that and do my other story because then I won't blow the, uh, the story. <laughs> the second one. All right. So, indoor character meet and greet experience is returning to Walt Disney World Resort. Disney has announced the return of indoor character meet and greets to two Walt Disney World theme parks. Um, so, they will include Disney Princesses of the Princess Fairytale Hall, which is really fun, and Mickey Mouse and his 50th anniversary iridescent outfit, which I'm super excited about, Agreed. in Tony's Town Square Theater at Magic Kingdom, and Minnie Mouse at Red Carpet Dreams in Disney's Hollywood Studios, and G- Disney Junior Stars in the Animation Courtyard, which it's bizarre to me that they called that indoor because it's very much not. <laughs> 100%. I thought the same thing. I thought that was very strange. Yes, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They're going to return in November. No exact dates were given. Um, It was part of the press release saying that hugs and autographs will not be permitted, but guests will be able to enjoy one-on-one time with the characters and take photos. So I'm excited about it. Please do not take my next comment as me saying I'm not excited. I think it's great. I think they're great people eaters, as I've said to you before. Like, you know, those, those, the Princess Fairytale Hall, Mickey and Minnie at Town Square, like they, a lot of people wait for those, those attractions. Mm-hmm. So it's good people eaters. Um, but this to me goes back to months, 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 probably a year ago now at this point, if not longer. SeaWorld started doing the same thing with indoor characters instead of standing with them. They put physical barriers in front of them so that you were physically at least six feet in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they making this this gigantic deal now when SeaWorld's been doing it for over a year? It just blows my mind. Well, and Donna, the other thing that I also thought was interesting, and maybe I'm just reading too much into the into it article, where it says guests will be able to enjoy one-on-one time with the characters and take photos – does that read to you like they're not going to have photo pass there? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they were starting to phase them out before the pandemic with those stupid machine things. Yeah, I, I, but I think that, yeah, I don't know if that actually stayed, but they're not, I mean, even with those machine things, that's not at animation, was never installed at animation courtyard. And I don't know if it was at the Hollywood studios place either. Um, <laughs> So it just it strikes me as odd that it says guests will would be able to take photos. Like the language of that just almost sounds like it's very selfie based and no. It's going to become pass, like but... the the southernmost point in the continental U.S. in Key West, Florida. It's this gigantic like buoy thing and um right there uh, on the coast where you form this big long line and literally you hand your phone to the group behind you and they take your picture and then hand it back to you like we're gonna be mm. past the phone if that's the situation which yay covid and germ sharing. yeah no kidding I, I mean i could be totally wrong on that i just thought that was interesting and we hadn't heard anything about that i'd be more surprised if they didn't have photo pass there but just wanted to at least uh point that out 
I actually heard rumor from a um, call center cast member, Jamie. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. It was probably Thursday morning when I called saying, uh, hey, the cast member said, hey, do you want to add Memory Maker for your client before it increases? And I said, excuse me? And she said, oh, yeah, we were told that Memory Maker was going up 4 or $5. And I was like, I had not heard that. So who knows? Oh, no, I didn't hear that either. So if it does happen, you heard it here first. If it does happen, uh, they better make sure they have photographers where they should be. Yeah, for sure. Um, am I doing the indie story then? Yeah, I think that makes sense, Jim. Okay. All right, there we go. So Indiana Jones, Epic Stunt Spectacular will be returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios along with Disney Movie Magic. Um, the long running, the super long running, the oh my god this show is still running show <laughs> indiana jones epic stunt spectacular will be returning um on december 19th that's where the date was and I, I knew it was l- much later this year um but on december 19th that show will return um i know i i kind of criticized this show for being the same show forever and ever but I'm glad it's coming back and it's not just dead, empty space. It will eat up some crowds, especially during that holiday Mm -hmm. um, season. So I'm all for it at this point. I mean, it's not going to get bulldozed and and replaced with, uh, you know, the uh, indie indie ride from uh, Disneyland anytime soon. So I'd rather have something than nothing there. Um, And also returning uh, Disney movie magic, which is a cinematic nighttime experience at Hollywood studios, celebrating Disney's live action film legacy returns on November the 7th. Interestingly enough, with new scenes from the live action Mulan, which was supposed to debut. I think it was like, two or three days um, before the uh, park closed in March of 2020 due to um, the COVID-19 pandemic. So we'll finally get to see those scenes um, in uh, movie magic, which I actually like, I actually really like this projection show. I think it's one of the best ones that they do. Yeah. But still no talk of fireworks or phantasmic. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> I just got to, yeah. All right, moving right along. <laughs> I, actually, I, I wrote uh, Galactic Star Star Cruiser, uh, Galactic Spectacular in for um, Crystal Ball predictions. That's why I didn't have much to say about it. Gotcha. All right. Uh, more live entertainment options returning to Walt Disney World Resort, including, as we talked about before, Yeehaw Bob Jackson, musical performance in Animal Kingdom, and more. So we know the indoor character meet and greets have now been announced, as we just talked about. We talked about shows coming back to Hollywood Studios, uh, but we have not talked about, and Jamie loves doing this crap to me, making me say the ridiculously named things, and then he sits there <laughs> pee-peeing himself laughing. Shakandri and Kura Tinga Tinga return can to you, Disney. Can you try that first one one more time? No, I you cannot. S- you skipped a good five letters in this <laughs> ten-letter word. Go ahead. You try to say it, jerk. If I was pronouncing all the letters, I would <laughs> probably Chakranadi. Chakranadi. And you made something African sound Italian. Well, maybe they're transports. I don't know. <laughs> Your transport. <laughs> um, in early November, the Tam Tam drummers will also return. Performers will return soon, air quote, 
quote unquote, to the waterfront at Disney's Borough Resort. And Yeehaw Bob Jackson returns to Port Orleans Resort this Thursday, October 14th. So Jamie and I have said it a hundred times. We'll say it a hundred more times. We love it. More stuff opening equals more opportunities for for folks who live down here, more opportunities for, for travelers to have these cool experiences. It's a good thing all around. Yeah, I agree. Um, interest, interestingly enough, the, the article that we read, um, Donna has, has a few extra letters that are added. So I think the actual name for the band is the Chakrandi. C-H-A-K-R-A-N-D-I. That sounds slightly more African. Well done. Yeah, apparently it's a river. Actually, it, the, it's the river that you go down on Cali River Rapids. Did you know that? I, fun fact, I did not. Is that the band that performs right outside of the restrooms and is really fun and, and engaging? Yeah, but yes, that is the band that they're talking about, but I don't know why. I'm just trying to figure out why if that's the river you go down on, on Cali River Rapids. That can't be right. That makes no sense. A the the it's literally Cali Asia River versus Africa, yeah, and it's in two entirely different um, things. So but take back fun. your fun fact. Yeah, I don't know. It's a Jamie's water. officially rescinding his fun fact. You heard it here. I don't know. I'm finding it in a few different places. So I'm gonna have to do a research and, and let our listeners know, as if any of them cared. <laughs> Very nice. All right, well, that is, uh, that is it for the news. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the big piece of news for this week, which was more information, finally, about Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus. So hang tight. We'll be right back. And we are back. So, Donna, we had such unbelievable breaking news this past Friday afternoon that we decided to move our previously scheduled uh, main segment to next week to talk about all the breaking news involving Disney Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, individual attraction selection. I think that's it. Unless, of course, this becomes a 10-minute conversation, in which case, this is still the news, and we'll get you a new main segment soon. I think this will last a little longer than you like to think, but... <laughs> Bowser that before. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's start with some basic facts. We know now that Disney Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane will launch October the 19th at Walt Disney World. And we're, I think for simplicity's sake, Donna, going to focus on world because land, I think so. we don't have any, you know, I think the majority of our you know, listeners will probably be focusing on world and nothing is going to change for land other than the date, which we don't know at this point. Right. Okay. So as we've talked about before, Disney Genie is going to basically be an update to the current My Disney Experience app. We're going to have things like mobile ordering, advanced dining reservations, um, forecasted wait times, a la... I'm stealing touring plans, <laughs> whole uh, lineup of information, which by the way, Donna, I saw on Twitter the other day, I meant to mention to you, touring plans the other day got their 10 millionth wait time data point from the Magic Kingdom. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was, um, and, and 
how the tweet read it was 10 million specifically from mk which i thought was really cool did i tell you that one time i forgot to hit submit and the next time i went on the app it was like 72 hours 10 minutes (laughs) i've done that a couple of times too um so nevertheless um all of the free overlays if you will are all part of genie which would also include virtual queue for remy's ratatouille adventure yes so we're all good with that sounds good okay genie plus this is the paid up charge for $15 a day at Walt Disney World per person, per ticket, or per ticket per day, however you want to phrase it, um, where you get access to the what was the FastPass lines. Some information that we got out of um, this announcement, which we didn't know before, but we kind of had some inklings, basically everything that was eligible for FastPass Plus from what that is still operating. Right. Um, because th- they, they took away fast pass for the fireworks before the closure. Correct. Donna? Correct. Yeah. So no fireworks. Um, enchantment. Well, you could you still do f- Epcot forever. Was that fast pass eligible? Yes, a hundred percent. Because we did it. Okay, so they did have them. So that did not, um, that did not come back. Right, um, correct. Nevertheless, with um, harmonious. I'm actually looking. I could just pull up our fast pass document that <laughs> we evidently need to change. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That I just uh, pulled up and thought about. So. Um, Pretty much everything was um, the same in regards to that. And you're right, Don Epcot Forever was was on there, but oh, not... Oh, say it again, Jamie. You were right. Oh, Fantasmic was as well. Okay. Okay, uh, but least... I, I didn't think to name Fantasmic because Fantasmic isn't running right now. Right, but for some reason I thought they got rid of um, any fireworks options. But as of February 6th, when we last... 2020, I should say, um, updated this document that was still, that was a group B. Okay. So I just wanted to double check. So Epcot Forever and Fantasmic were on um, that, but not with um, Lightning Lane, okay? or it's not, not listed, but pretty much everything else, um, everything from Haunted Mansion, Buzz Lightyear, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, Winnie the Pooh, Splash in uh, Magic Kingdom, to Epcot, Soarin', Living with the Land, Test Track, um, and your big ones in Hollywood Studios um, and Animal Kingdom as well. With the exception of two in each park, which I think we'll get to in just um, a minute. But the Lightning Lane Genie Plus, $15 a day, gets you access to all of those attractions in the Lightning Lane such a stupid name, hate it. <laughs> um, which is similar to the fit, you know, or the same as the fast pass line. Um, or you'd bypass and be in a shorter line at launch. Super important to understand you can do one each attraction up to one time. 
Correct. So you can't do, can't, I'm going to say fast, you can't lightning lane. It's not even a real verb, I guess. Um, <laughs> alien swirling saucers twice. Okay, that is not um, at launch what's going to happen. Donna, you would agree, or do, what do you think in the future? I do that West. That's not permanent to me. Andrew and I had an interesting conversation about that when I was, you know, going through some details with him. And he was like, well, that's kind of dumb because with Fast Pass, you know, after you use your first three, you could go back and pick something again, 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 like it didn't matter. But our friend Gerald, who was having the conversation with us, said that he actually likes that you can only do it once because it leaves more openings for everyone who is paid to use the service to have the opportunity to try to grab it. Right. And if we remember back to the beginning of Fast Pass Plus, it was three and that's it. When that's it first, right. When it first rolled out. So that rolling fourth and fifth was not added at launch, which is kind of why I think it's coming at some point. Yeah. So, but at launch, you can only ride your like what are the lightning lane attractions right they're not the genie plus they're lightning lane lightning, selections yes, yeah correct um up to one time right um and it works basically how original fast pass works where you get a time right? we found that out and you can schedule that starting at 7 a.m the day of i believe um schedule your first attraction time once that is used or 120 minutes have elapsed, whatever comes first is when you can get another lightning lane pass. And as I said to you, that sounds a little bit like legacy, does it not? It, it 100% does. But when you have a bunch of people pissing and moaning and talking about how awesome Max Pass was, this is the crap that you get. Yeah. I, I don't. Oh, God. I thought FastPass Plus was a great system. I really, really did. Because here, the problem with it is, or the better part of FastPass Plus is you were guaranteed three. This, I, I mean, you're not guaranteed anything. And at this point, you can only do one at a time. Correct. So that, that was the thing that, that I'm not um, a huge, huge um, fan of. Did you see the little, and I missed this, so I'm, please don't take this as me like pop quizzing you because this is all like, this is a lot of information to unpack. Mm -hmm. Did you catch the piece that if you are an on-property guest, you set your alarm for 7 a.m. in order to log in and pick these up, but if you are an off-property, either AP, off-property, like day ticket guest, whatever, you have to wait until the park opens to do it? Okay, I th I I didn't I knew it was seven a.m. I didn't realize that was for everybody because it, it it also if you are on property you can purchase if you're doing a day of purchase you can purchase the uh, genie plus starting at midnight and then make your attraction at, selection at seven. Right, but that's that's what I'm saying that okay, if, if the park opens at nine, you get up at seven to make your, your selections, a day guest or an AP purchasing the same thing for the same dollar amount cannot start making their selections until 
you know, the park opens at nine. So it was like the old 45 days out versus 30 for fast pass. Gotcha. That's interesting. Okay. No, I, I didn't realize that they could do that. It was the two hour gap. That was something that I wasn't sure of when I, I knew on property could be seven. I, for some reason, just assumed that was everybody. So that's not the case. Not the way I read it. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um, let's talk before we get into the next evolution of this um, minutia, if you will. Let's talk value. Okay. How do you feel? Uh, oh, and I don't know. We, we have said $15 per day. I don't know if I've yes. said that in this attraction or in this episode, but I wanted to make sure I said that again. Well, when we had um, some friends over for Anthony's little birthday celebration yesterday, some of the friends that were over are friends who are going to Disneyland with us next year. And they were like, well, I guess we're happy that it's not as expensive as we thought it was going to be. And we're going to be buying some lightning lane passes because it's our first, it's, you know, it's their first trip to Disneyland. It's Anthony's first. Andrew and I have been, but it's their first. And they're like, I guess we're just going to have to budget to, to spend a little bit more money there. So I guess in that sense, they're pleased with it. It just, Jamie, it just grinds my gears that it used to be free. That's that's my biggest single complaint about the whole blessed thing is we are now paying, being asked to pay for something that was once once was free. It grinds my gears. And I and that's a valid point. I I, I get it. I, I have two. I, I guess I've I've moved. I don't want to say moved on, but I can't think of a better phrasing for it. Moved kind of past that mindset. And in looking at value, because I, I had a, a client ask me this the other day, do you think it's worth it? And my response to him was from a pure mathematical perspective. If you can save between 60 and 90 minutes, I think that's the time frame in line. Then I think it does pay for itself. You know, if you do the math and, you know, call it a hundred dollar ticket, you're there 10, uh, 10 um, hours, you're paying $10 an hour. If you can save an hour and a half, there's your $15 back. So basically you're buying back time. Um, if you're looking at it from a, a pure mathematical perspective, the other kind of thing that I think is with this going to a paid system, I think less people are going to use it because you have to pay for it now. And if, and I'm throwing numbers out there, let's say of the people in the Magic Kingdom on any given day pre-pandemic, 85% of them were using FastPass Plus at some point. You know, obviously it wasn't for all headliner attractions, but they used the system. If that percentage drops to a third, 35%, maybe even 50%, that's more allocation for standby. So I just, I don't see, I don't know if the same number of people per day are going to use the Lightning Lane Genie Plus system because of the cost. Yeah. I get it. I get that if people are willing to pay, Disney's going to charge it. You know what? Disneyland Paris. We said we were going to bring that up and we have not yet. Ah, go ahead. So Disneyland Paris, as Jamie sort of predicted, 
did what ended up being a little bit of a, a sample run for for paid fast pass here in the u.s and the prices that they initially came out with were astronomical now please understand to my knowledge they were only doing the pay per ride piece that we have not yet really started to discuss here on our ends um but it was at the pay for ride price pretty substantial costs that we were seeing for disneyland paris right James? correct yes okay so presumably because they weren't selling the way that someone somewhere slated them to sell thought they would sell one of them needed them to sell those prices came down they did they lowered them recently and the only thing that kind of surprised me a little bit about that is there wasn't a lot of a time gap between um when dlp excuse me lowered their prices to when disney announced the individual attraction selection for for world i thought there would be a little bit more of a gap but i think basically disneyland paris they shot too high and then ultimately lowered um the price and and i think is for the most part on par with what we're going to see at world in this in this next little um segment which from a business perspective makes sense it's a lot more tolerable for people it you know have it a higher price and then lower it as opposed to you know roll it out for two weeks and then raise prices so i think from a business perspective that does make sense to do it that way have to yeah you definitely have to all right do we want to talk about the next kind of tier of this sure go ahead oh my turn all right i'll i can go um so the next evolution also a part me plus umbrella are individual lightning lane selections that are available for a separate purchase we mentioned that each theme park has two attractions that are not included under the Genie Plus umbrella. And some of the attractions that are in this selection, I wouldn't have guessed. I would have gotten wrong, some of them. Um, And we'll talk about pricing in just a minute. But at Magic Kingdom, it is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and it is Space Mountain. Epcot. Frozen Ever After, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You a little surprised by Frozen, Donna? Oh, for sure. I I thought that would have been Genie Plus. Um, I guess, once again, business perspective, you may get more money because there's no height restriction. Yeah. um, As as opposed to, you know, a test track, which I thought would have been um, the other paid, um, if you will. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance is a given. I was very surprised by Runaway Railway. Well, I think it speaks to what you just said about Frozen, though. I agree. But you know what's not there and I thought would be? Slinky. Falcon. Um... I'm not. I would. I was more surprised. I that Slinky Dog wasn't in there. Okay. Because what? Um. Okay. I I look back at our old Fast Pass Plus document, and Millennium Falcon was a tier A, 
along with Slinky and Runaway Railway pre-closure, but it doesn't, I, I would have been surprised. I would have been really, really surprised if they put Millennium, both Star Wars as um, separate paid. I'm surprised Slinky, but I think it's, like you said, it's the same thing as Epcot and Frozen. They're going to make more money because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. There's no height restriction. Right. So um, going to Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage, no brainer there. Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. This one surprises me. Because it's almost always a walk-on? Well, that, the fact that it goes against what we just said for Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and it's going down for three months in the beginning of 2022. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen there. Are they just going with one attraction oh god what is it individual lightning lane selection at animal kingdom or is something else going to be bumped up don't you love that acronym james ias is that what it is individual attraction selection ias that's awful it's (laughs) so dumb so so stupid you know what else we should add here quickly jamie just for clarification's sake you do not have to purchase the $15 per person per day piece in order to do the individual attractions. Right. Exactly. And we'll get to the, these price, this pricing situation in a minute. Um, so what do you think, Donna? Come expedition down, are they going to pull Safari up or just leave it as flight? of Oh, that would be a really, really bad PR move. I think. I guess they can't do it if this launches on October 19th and people already have the Genie Plus purchased. Well, but here's the thing, Jamie, from everything that I'm reading, it can't be purchased until October 19th. Right. So it's not like, you know, now either clients or us as as agents, we can't go in and even add it for check-ins that are October 19th or after. We literally cannot do anything with purchasing this product until October 19th. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no. What I'm saying was on, on October 19th, we can add it for somebody who's going to be there when Everest is down. Correct. So, you know, they would have to make that announcement or, or what, you know, is Everest not going to be included or they have some ridiculous attractions subject to change kind of verbiage. I can't imagine uh, them doing it. That's so bad. I agree. And that was my gut reaction like no that'd be terrible but i still wouldn't put it past disney to put that verbiage in there just for the future i don't think they do it right away but sometime down the line if they're seeing like oh you know for example slinky dog dash is always gone really really quickly availability wise we can charge people for this yeah yeah i don't know so let's um go to talk about pricing for a minute with the individual um attractions ias individual and, attraction selections and these are just prices folks that disney has officially put out these are not you know speculations by us or anyone else these are prices sample prices that disney's put out they've also made it very clear that there will be some sort of sliding scale um they didn't really say based on what but our assumptions would be based on season and i would also think jamie um supply and demand 
if they're starting to run out of something, I wouldn't be surprised if earlier in the day it was $9 and now it's 12 Yeah, no, it, it absolutely could be um, varied by, um, well, they even say very, um, you know what though, Donna, they don't say vary by hour. The only thing they say is vary by date, attraction, and park. We'll see. Yeah, I, I would be, I, I don't think it's impossible. Um, I would be a little surprised if it does vary within an attraction through um, the day. Because here's uh, what I'm thinking, James, like how many times, even when you have booked, just like, let's talk Southwest because you love Southwest. Mm-hmm. How many times have you gone in and booked, you know, let's say you and Val with your points or companion, one person with cash, and then you go back in to book for your family and the prices have gone up for the same exact flight? Supply and demand, surge pricing. Yeah. Cruise lines do it all the time. Even Universal Orlando does it. It makes me crazy. Yeah. No, it's... I don't know. It still might surprise me if they did it like that. But, I I mean, not to say that it's not possible, but that would be interesting nonetheless. Um, The other thing that's kind of crazy about this... all happens at 7 a.m. So you're going to have, I, I think, I don't know, I don't want to say Len, I want to say Len Testa said that at any given time, Disney may have like 40,000 people staying at their hotels. But I could be off on that date. All these people at 7 a.m. Because that's when you can do your individual selection, attraction selection purchases. It's when you can make your first, if you have Genie Plus, you can make those at the same time. All while Remy's Ratatouille Adventure virtual queue is opening up. All of these things are literally happening at 7 a.m. So you have to kind of plan and make a checklist of, all right, I have to do this, then this, then this, and assume and hope that everything's going to work out just fine. So it's just crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, But let's talk um, pricing that has been announced. Um, The cheapest that we have seen, um, I believe, was Everest for $7. Um, That was on October the 19th, I think. Um, I'll just read this. Uh, For example, Lightning Lane, this is from Disney. Entrance to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will be $9 per person on October the 19th and $11 per person on October the 23rd. Um, Another example they gave on both of those dates, Expedition Everest, $7 per person. Rise of the Resistance, $15 per person, um, which is the steepest example they gave. Um, Which, all things considered... I didn't think, I thought Rise would have been more expensive. Oh, 100%. You and I talked about that as soon as this came out, that I honestly thought it would be $30, $35, even $40. And I know that you had said you thought $25, but I'm truly shocked by the $15 price point. Yeah. Now, we should be very, very clear. That is the starting from price. But even so... I, I, $15 surprised me a little bit. I thought minimum 20, um, to the point where I think people may consider that for, I actually think the individual purchases may be more popular than Genie plus. Maybe, maybe. So 
You know, know which one singular attraction did surprise me? Um, hold on. I, I want to actually take a guess at this, but explain your question just so I understand it a little bit. Okay. So there was one attraction that Disney listed mm-hmm. as being included with the individual attraction selection IAS that I was surprised to see at this time. Remy? Yeah. I'm really surprised that this early on, it just opened October 1st, that just a mere matter of weeks later, they're going to allow people to essentially bypass the virtual queue piece and pay their way on. Well, I think I think why it's actually I think pretty smart. The reason that it's there is for if people don't get in the virtual queue, they're not they can't ride it unless they buy it. There is no standby. Yeah. The virtual queue is essentially the standby. So I think that's why they, they at least gave the person the option for it to be paid. Um, and uh, I was listening to uh, Disney Dish one week and he thought, uh, Len Testa thought actually the reason that Star Wars Rise of the Resistance went to a standby option. Are you ready? Okay doesn't think my Disney experience has the technology to have two virtual queues at the same time. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Not at all. I'm like, oh, it's so smart and so plausible. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But any of these that you would pay for, Donna? You know my answer to that. Yeah, I'd have to say... I would probably consider Rise if I had never done it before. But I, I also when we when I'll give you me I, that because I I, w- I would pay for Web Slingers if we don't get the virtual queue next summer. I would pay for it because I yeah. haven't done it. That's fair. That's a great comparison. Um, Web Slingers is out in in Disney California Adventure, what Don is referring to. But I, I also always try and take the perspective of not you and I because I don't know how typical you know our experience with with disney is where you know if this is the person that's going excuse me once every two three four five years it may play a little bit different factor but i mean we see a 35 minute wait and stick our nose up at it so i think the bigger thing james is at least it's not so crazy expensive that like for my kid's birthday, when we usually go and stay on property a couple days this year, we did it in conjunction with the 50th. But historically, every year from two, when he turned two, three, four, and five, we stayed on property a few days around his birthday just as like a fun family celebration. It's not so crazy expensive. The $15 per price per person per, per day is not so astronomical that I wouldn't consider it for a day or two that we were there to celebrate his birthday and kind of wrap it up in like, oh, it's his birthday present type thing. Right. I, I just had a thought. I wanted to double check something. Okay. And, and then we piece that I wanted to mention as well. But I just thought of something, Donna. Something that's not listed and it's obvious on the Lightning Lane selections because this news broke first. Mickey meet and greet. The princesses, Princess Fairy Tale Hall. What's happening with them? Are they going to add them in to Genie Plus? Because they were always Fast Pass Plus eligible. That's brilliant. But yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah, that's because those are going to cue some big lines, Jamie. Yeah. 
Man, that that maybe if it was like ten bucks to meet Mickey in the fiftieth, and it was like an hour wait, that might be a little tempting. Yeah, but Jane, for your family, like especially if your your folks are along and your aunt, you're gonna pay sixty bucks for that for a picture with Mickey. No, I'm paying forty. Wow. Well, out of my pocket, I'm saying I would pay forty, and actually, I don't pay for painting. That's I why think. I said 60, because it'd be the three of you, your parents, and your aunt. Yeah, well, my parents and my aunt would probably pay for themselves. So wow. Maybe. You're such a turd. <laughs> Mrs. Anyway. McCarthy, I'm sorry. I tried <laughs> to be a good kid. Yeah, well, whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting one, though, because, um, and we have talked about this before, how much we love the... Uh, Mickey meet and greet at Animal Kingdom. Yes, that's really especially Christmas time. I love that one. Although that's a really small space. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know what they would do with that. Even that, that indoor queue is bad. Well, please, they don't care about the people anymore. They have to protect their cast members, says the union. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Unless know. maybe I take that back. I don't know if I've ever seen the standby queue there. If you picture that room. That the where you greet Minnie and Mickey against that wall, mm-hmm. and this is just me trying to think it through. In my head, I could picture them putting Minnie and Mickey toward that corner instead. So instead of being along the flat part of the the long wall, in the corner where the long wall turns to the short wall, so you could put Mickey and Minnie in that corner, put some foo foo in front of them, stand in front of them, and then from the other corner of the room. I'm just trying to think, isn't there something that sticks out from the wall? On that, that side, recall, but I, I, I mean, I don't remember because I know as when you walk in, there's a barrier, right? I don't, I feel like there is on that other side, but I could be, no, maybe there's not. No, that could probably work because all you'd have to do is change like the tapestry or whatever it is. Um, yeah. what, one last thing that we should mention in you know, all the rules and regs of Genie Plus <laughs> guests will not be allowed to change or cancel an individual Lightning Lane selection um, at Walt Disney World once purchased. So once you purchase, um, and um, Donna, you will also be able to see available times before making any of these purchases, w- assuming everything goes right. But we'll <laughs> live with that for right now. Um, but once guests have selected an individual Lightning Lane attraction and made their payment, no changes or cancellations um, can be made. But I'm I'm very interested interested to see what happens with guest recovery when Rise breaks down, when people pay for something they expect it to be have you know there's more of a higher expectation and I think less margin for error. Oh, the Kylo, Kylo Ren animatronic was broken again. I paid $60 to get on this ride for my family. So well, a lot of things like that are going to go on. And that's why I called you last Wednesday from Epcot to share with you our experience with Remy. We were able to get a return time. Wednesday was my kid's birthday. He was super pumped to ride Remy. The second that we sat down on the rat and lowered the lap bar, usually they shut the doors. And I mean, Grant and I had been on it two times before that, but like, as soon as they were shutting the doors, you were going. It was pulling out. So they shut the doors and we didn't go anywhere. And I turned to Andrew and I was like, uh, this might not be good. And then I saw the cast member pick up the phone. And whenever they're on their phone, you're like, oh, crap. This ride, the ride's down. Something's wrong. 
so Anthony, of course, is like, Mama, why aren't we going? Why aren't we going? I'm like, it's okay. Like, look at this. Look at this. Like, trying to distract him because it's hard. He just turned five. Like, it's tough to be sitting when he knows the ride should be going. So we probably sat for four or five minutes before they even made an announcement. And then it was Which another two or three after. Which is a long period of time. Yes. In dark, uh, you know. Wearing the 3D glasses and everything else. So it's probably six or seven minutes, maybe maybe closer to 10, Andrew? He's nodding that we sat in this the load oh, in the station. Really we were hilarious. sitting. It wasn't like we were standing, blah, 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 like we were comfortably seated, but we were in the ride vehicle trying to keep the kid occupied. Then we see customers walk out holding what appeared to be like mini ears. So likely someone's mini ears flew off and they had to retrieve them off the track. And that's what the holdup was. So they then sent the ride started. They sent us through the whole ride. There was no disruption of the actual ride for us. But obviously all the people that were within the attraction, like they were all sitting there within the attraction for that long. Yeah. So we got off. We were exiting the show building, and there was a um, there was a lead standing there, and he said, "Hey, you know, the family in front of us. Hey, since you were impacted by um, the the ride stoppage, would you like to ride again?" And a- Anthony hears "ride again" and like, "Huh?" And the guy said, uh, "Were you folks impacted?" And I said, "Well, we were just we were seated seated in the vehicle in the station." He goes, "Nope, that you were impacted. Come on in." And like waves us in for for a second ride, so we got to ride a second time, uh, which was totally unexpected. Really, really fun. Such a cool thing for his birthday to be able to do. Um, but I really thought that that was that was really well done because truly we weren't really impacted that much. I think it actually would have been harder if he was standing like right about to load before you know yeah. what it sounds. Um, but he was a champ. It was a really cool thing. And I think that that's going to be their, their, hey, if someone complains this didn't go well or this stopped while I was on it, hey, would you like to ride again? As I, I honestly, as I think going to be the, the answer. Yeah. I mean, that'll work in a, in a short term breakdown. But I mean, what do you do when rises down for five hours, six hours? Like yeah. that's going to be super interesting to, to see. So hopefully they get some of those um, technical issues out. But, October the 19th is a Tuesday. I'm sure October 24th, Donna, we will have some information, reports, and stories about the launch of Disney Genie, Genie Plus, individual attraction selection. And I've got a ton of clients down during that window, so I'm hopeful that um, they won't mind me asking you know, how things went for them and kind of getting that perspective to share. Yeah, I have one who goes the 17th through the 23rd, and I, I don't even know if I can, I'm eligible to, to add on for him or not. I doubt it, to be honest. I don't think so either. I think it's like anybody October 19th or after. And also remember, once guests check in, we can't modify anything anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You're right. So, nevertheless, we shall see. I think it was a good discussion. I will give it to you. I didn't think it was going to take that long. I thought that you were going to drone on and on, and I was going to have to give you the like wrap this up. But you did all right. No, I. I, It was too. There was way too much information that was released for to try and cover in three minutes. So, all right. Well, next week we will do what we were supposed to do this week. So that becomes a theme here that stuff comes up and we end up changing it and. Well, I can't wait. Yes, Jamie? If we were better at our crystal ball, we would have known that we weren't (laughs) talking about it this week. Uh, But no, that should be an interesting discussion too, kind of seeing, you know, 
updates of of what we thought versus what has happened and making some new predictions for things that weren't even on our radar when we initially did the crystal ball episode months and months back so it should be pretty cool for sure uh, if you have any ideas that you want to run by us, if you would like to hear us talk about something specific instead of whatever we feel like talking about in a given week, please go ahead and send us your ideas. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, have a great week and we'll see you real soon.